Welcome to On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics of and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today we will be talking to Michael Chase Corley as part of our series on IFMA. Corley is the president of the USMF, the United States Muay Thai Federation, and IFMA recently had its World Championship Games out here in Bangkok last week, IFMA being the International Federation of Muay Thai Associations. The International Games are a huge deal. Over 100 companies came out. I believe there were 1,500 bouts altogether over a seven day period here in Bangkok with the bouts held at the Sports Authority out in Bangkapi, Bangkok. So a little news first. I Again, I've launched my Patreon. Members will get free access to all the content I create. Uh, I'm currently only releasing about half of my content publicly. The other half will be on Patreon. Essentially, Patreon works as a paywall. Um, each month I'm covering a theme. So at the end of the month, I'll be doing a little bit more analysis and recap of the theme. Uh, so if you'd like to support me, you can go to end the podcast. You can go to patreon.com backslash I'm fighting in Thailand. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can follow me on Instagram, MattLucasBKK. I'm very responsive, even if you do slide into the DMs. Or you can email me at a period Matt period lucas at gmail.com uh thanks so much as always to all the people that have supported me so far sharing the podcast leaving reviews and of course subscribing to the patreon if you'd like to support the podcast please share write a review on itunes or support me on patreon uh thanks as always to some of my main patrons patrick rivera for helping this show get started he came out for the IFMA, so it was really great seeing him touching base. He has really pushed the YDL and the youth portion of the USMF a lot over the last few years. So it's been really great to see the sport grow in that way. Also, thank you to Perry for helping me out with the photo that I used as a cover image for this episode. Perry takes a lot of great photos. She came out and helped shoot for the usmf make sure you check out her photos subscribe to her um definitely support the budding photographers and infrastructure infrastructural people in the sport so a bit of background on corley corley is also the owner of heritage muay thai in dallas texas he is an ex pro muay thai fighter with a very successful career he really went out there and went for it. He also had a very notable boxing career. He's been in the sport for a long time and knows what he's talking about. About three plus years ago, he became the USMF president. At the time he sat in on a meeting, he just felt the US wasn't represented well. Um, athletes from around the country were doing well. Uh, he wanted the U.S. to be on par with the other federations. This was in about 2016. Since then, he's really done well, 
helping organize the youth and adults. Uh, there's been growing athletes like Tierra Brandt, Becca Irwin, um, Mali Eugenio Caras, uh, Asa Tempoud, Janet Todd, a bunch of other people. In terms of day-to-day -day sort of structural things, he's formed a website, uh, created the USMF as a nonprofit. He's developed gym memberships uh, for the USMF, also athlete memberships, done social initiatives, um, fundraising initiatives, created a brand and logo. He's really restructured things and opened the doors uh, to getting people to help out. That said, they still need help, um, especially people with that specialize in helping out adults and youth. They're still looking for a lot of good people to come in. So I definitely encourage people to reach out to him, um, try and get involved. And if, you're, if you don't necessarily, or you can't get involved, just support what the, the USMF is doing. Share, post, you know, reshare, support the team and support the USA. So in terms, they brought about uh, 11 athletes out this time. I, Corley talks about it in the podcast. Um, the athletes in the past have been picked um, in different ways. So they, uh, they've tried something new each time. At first, pros could just be sent in. There was a selection process through the TBAs. Um, Tournaments are in the U.S. are good, but not the ultimate determinant for the fighters being picked. Uh, so what they've done now is that they have a selection committee with a basic criteria. 16 people from around the country vet the athletes, and then the athletes are voted in. So this adult championship has been the most successful one to date so far, with five silver medals and one bronze. So a great showing. Personally, I did not think the U.S. athletes would do well. I'm very, very happy and very surprised that they did so well. So without further ado, a very short but informative podcast with Michael Chase Corley. And on a side note, I did have some technical difficulties in recording this podcast, so bear with me. Uh, the content is still good, but... You know, these things happen. So without further ado, the interview with Michael Chase Corley. So thank you so much, Michael Corley, for coming on the show today. Uh, you've done great things for the USMF, and I'm really honored to have you on the show. Not only are you an outstanding person on in the Muay Thai world, but you're also a good friend. So welcome. Um, just getting into things, can you give us a basic background on the IFMA Games and IFMA World Championship? Uh, um, so yeah, IFMA is, uh, the new name is International Federation of Muay Thai Associations. It's a merger of um, International Federation of Muay Thai Amateur and the World Muay Thai Council. They've been doing world championships and different world tournaments for quite some time now. The big one every year is the World Championships. Uh, this year, it was held in um, Bangkok, and I think they had about I think they had 102 countries participating in it. So a really big World Championship. Awesome. 
And how many athletes did the Americans bring out? What were the results for the American team? We brought uh, 11 athletes, and we had five silver medals and one bronze medal. Yeah, so that's quite good. Were there any notable performances in the team? I think a lot of people stepped up. Uh, it was their first you know, um, experience with international competition, and they did really well. And then some that had international experience stepped up pretty heavily. Like I take, for instance, the our, our under-23 division, females, Kennedy, Riley, and uh, Selena. Kennedy was like her first time fighting internationally, and I think her first fight she won against Russia. And then Selena, she won her first two fights of the tournament by head kick knockout, which was uh, really impressive. I think the standout for me was Coral. She's under 23, but she wanted to do the elite division, and she did really well. She uh, beat Shomani in her semifinal bout and lost a close fight with Russia in the finals. So uh, really good performance by her. Yeah, it seems like the females on the team did very, very well. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. But yeah, we had Angela, Coral, Selena, and Kennedy all medal. And it's not because of like there wasn't depth in their division. They all had to fight several times, you know. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's something, even in our uh, youth, we have some really strong youth females as well. So it, I definitely, uh, the U.S. at the World Games, we're going to have a tough time deciding who our females are going to be because there's a lot of really good ones right now. Yeah, that's great. So just in terms of participation in the IFMA Games, what do you think the athletes and coaches get out of it? They get a experience of, you know, true international competition uh, with high-level athletes in there and whether or not they compete them compete against them, they're able to watch them and see. Like on finals day, it was amazing. It was, you know, uh, Lumpini and Raja champions uh, fighting in, you know, the IFMA finals. They had Jimmy Vinod from France, who's just on a tear. You know, he's a Lumpini champion. He won the European IFMA's. There was just so much talent. And then when you see all that and, you you know, even our guys that were competing in it, they just can can do anything, can do nothing but grow from that, you know, from those experience fighting high-level athletes and then just watching high-level. Yeah, I think the other big thing about the IFMA tournament is that it's fights over seven days, you know. And right. someone like Coral, she fought four times over seven days. So... Even if you pick up a clean win on day one in pads, you're still going to be banged up a bit. Oh, yeah. You know, day two, even if it's like clean fight, you're still going to be banged up a bit. You know, you look at someone like Selena who has had two head kick knockouts in two fights. She's still going to feel the effects of having the tournament, you know, fatigue and... Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, getting up, the weigh-ins are really early in the morning every day. So uh, I think that was starting to get to some of the athletes mentally a little bit. I think some of them were frustrated because <laughs> it's 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 tough, you know. You're out there. And then the other thing is you want to go and support your athletes, your fellow teammates, but you also don't want to sit out in the sun all day either, too. Yeah. So 
it's a it's kind of like a, a strategy when you go into these tournaments. You know, you just can't do everything. You got to really rest and plan training, and you don't want to overtrain because you might be fighting the next day. And yeah, for sure. And of course, you also want to be at the tournament to see your potential competition. But also, you need to be resting. It's definitely a very very difficult balance. So, how has this team performed? compared to the other years? This was probably the best adult team. It definitely was the best adult team in uh, USMF history. We didn't get any golds, unfortunately, but five silvers and a bronze is really good. You know, in past, I've been a part of a couple of teams, and it's not to discredit some of the past teams, but some of the medals didn't have the, the, the path that these medals had as well. All these people fought several times to, you know, really tough fights, and it was really awesome to see, you know, Sully, a kid from Danny Branch Gym, has hardly any Muay Thai fights. He has about four or five or something like that, but he's got amateur boxing, amateur MMA, but he's an, uh, you know, he's an athlete. He was a, res a D1 wrestler, and it's just um, seeing him compete, uh, I, I thought he would be a good fit, and he did really well fighting in the under-23 heavyweight. He did really awesome. I think he's going to be uh, definitely someone to look out for in the future. Yeah, what do you think makes, maybe we covered this before, but what do you think made this team better this year than the last? This, last year, I believe there was just three medals. And mm -hmm. this year, we had, like I said, it was a lot of fights to get to the medals. You know, these people had to fight four times, three times, four times. And that racked up a lot. Our, our win percentage was actually, you know, really well. You know, we took a bigger team last year, too, and we only got three medals. The competition was heavier here in uh, Bangkok, more so than in Mexico as well. Um, so that, to me, is just uh, adding all that together. The more fights, the higher competition. Fighting in Bangkok, I think putting all that together kind of makes it more of a memorable team for me. Yeah, awesome. I know you've done a lot of stuff, of course, with the youth team. And the youth has done very, very well. How would you compare the youth versus adults team? And what are some of the differences? I tell you, it's experience. Uh, stuff like the Youth Development League, PKBs, and what, you know, there's so many different names. Point, Muay Thai, I don't know all of the different things. But it's something for the kids to compete, get experience. Uh, whereas where these guys are at in their adult careers, like, for instance, this adult team, they can't do a lot of those events. And then it's tough enough to get fights in the USA. you got to, you know, save up and go to tournaments to get for sure bout. You know, it's hard for people to get bout. I think Angela, uh, take for instance, she only has been able to compete in IFMAs over the last two years. You know, when these people do really well, it's hard for them to come back and get fights. It's just, they, it kind of comes to a point, you know, I think... I think I heard Selena was saying she was going to go pro. I heard, you know, Coral probably looking to go pro soon. It's just, but it's it's just tough for our adults to get fights. So when they go and compete at the world championships, it's a little tougher because they're not as, uh, you know, active. Whereas the youth, a lot of them now are, have 20 plus fights and they're still in their teens, you know, and uh, they're getting experience through all the different avenues now that there are for youth in the U.S., Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like right now we're trying to bridge a gap in the U.S. at least. 
in terms of getting the youth up to speed and then also getting more infrastructure behind the adults, which is, you know, arguably more difficult to get the adults more bouts, more events than it is the youth. Yeah, it's very challenging. That's the kind of the the puzzle everyone's trying to figure out in USA Muay Thai, you know. It has to, I think, a lot to do with the pro and amateur uh, in the U.S. Uh, division between the two? Yeah, yeah. We're like, us in Canada are like the only two that have that strict division. Where even Canada and I think in Ontario, they're starting to allow people that are, I think, like five fights and under. My creed might, <laughs> my creed's going to be like, no, I told you this. But anyway, <laughs> they have a thing where it's like a few fights and they can still fight in like these amateur things. But, yeah, it's got to be something like an open tournament in a different division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see people, they tag me and stuff all the time on uh, Facebook, and it's it's hard to – I don't even give an answer anymore because it's – we're talking about going through all these different athletic commissions. We're talking about all these different sanctioning bodies, and it's it's going to take some time. It can't be you know solved on Facebook. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's the problem is what I said is the uh, – that uh, high-level amateurs – and pro like it's kind of like when you go to the tba tournaments or the usmto tournaments the a divisions are so small but the c and b's are really big and there's like a big drop off to the a i don't i'm guessing it's just the experience you know i'm not the experience of the uh, ability to get experience you know aside from just the tournaments back home you know yeah that's definitely something eric haycraft has mentioned before as well but Ultimately, what are some of the next moves for the USMF? Obviously, you have a lot of momentum going because of the very, you know, positive successes out here in Bangkok. Uh, what's yeah. what's going to happen next? We got a lot of stuff coming up. We have next, it's like a, I believe it's about a month and a half away, there's another IFMA tournament in Korea called the World Masterships. And it's got to be a, a kind of like a combat games with a bunch of other sports, Olympic sports. Mm-hmm. We're sending a small team out there for that. I believe we are sending like five or six athletes to that. And then a month after that, in September, October, we have the Youth World Championships in Turkey. And we have a team right now. It's not confirmed. We're still like confirming this week. It's going to be close to 30 athletes going. So wow. that's going to be nuts. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow, wow. So, so the, the whole thing is just – building something here back home, but also just getting these in the meantime, while we're trying to sort through all the stuff back home, just getting people out and getting them that experience and these world tournaments is, uh, I think it's game changing. It helped change my game when I was, you know, my, when I went to my first tournament, it changed my game and I'll see all these people that went to this tournament. They're so excited to get back home and work on things. And if we just keep sending more and more people, not just athletes, but officials, Pete's and, uh, JJ's and you know <clears throat> Victor Beltran all these different officials are going out and they're getting experience and if everybody goes and gets high level experience it only makes things better back home that's definitely a very good and positive way to approach things and something you did in your own fight career um, so I want to thank you so much for taking your time out for this quick podcast things are looking bright and in the future for USA Muay Thai and thank you again for all that you've done for the sport yes thank you for having me on and thank everyone that uh, supports 
USMF, whether it be through uh, their membership as a gym, as an athlete, or if they make any donations or support any events that, you know, have the USMF athletes at, it's uh, much appreciated. This has been On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. So in the next episode, we'll be continuing on with the IFMA theme, and I will be interviewing team manager for the USMF, Desiree Brandt. Very excited about that. I've already gotten the interview done, so just need to go through with some editing. Again, as always, I've launched my Patreon. It basically acts like a paywall. Half of my content is free publicly. The other half is on Patreon for members only. If you'd act, like access to it, please subscribe to the Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash I'm Fighting in Thailand. Thanks, as always, to all the people that have supported me, whether Patreon or not. If you like this podcast, definitely leave a review on iTunes, share it on social media, or, of course, become a Patreon on the Patreon website. This has been On Fighting in Thailand. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people.